Our guy is Troy Rank, our Denver 7 Broncos insider, presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. Adam Schefter, Troy, yesterday said this is the most quiet, slow, laborious head coaching process he's ever seen. How would you compare what's going on now in terms of how long it's taking for things to happen, period, not just with the Broncos, to things you've seen in the past? Yeah, I would agree with them. It's because there's not as many openings, so it feels like teams are more selective. They feel like they can move with uh, trepidation. That Typically, it's like, I interviewed, he's our guy, we're moving on, and there's not as much competition. I mean, you have five openings. Typically, we have seven to ten. So I think that's fueling part of this. I think teams are recognizing, you know, in a Broncos specifically, they rushed into it a little bit with Hackett last year and didn't have anyone else do a second interview. I know that didn't involve the pinners, but that's at least a lesson to learn. If you're going to have multiple candidates to a second interview, have them do the second interview. But, yeah, it has been very methodical, I think is the word I would use. But I, I have been surprised. And the, the pinners have kept this very, very tight lip. But I'm surprised that we haven't heard of a second interview scheduled for one of their candidates. What have you heard? <laughs> well, listen, it hasn't changed uh, dramatically in terms of the secondary guys, in terms of Dan Quinn still in the mix. Uh, then that next group, would that be D'Amico Ryans? I know he interviewed well. And he's put himself certainly on the radar. After that, it gets a little murky. Would it be David Shaw or a Jim Caldwell? I think it would be Shaw before Caldwell. The thing that's interesting about Sean Payton is, and you saw Diana Rossini from ESPN had a report or a tweet today that there could be a mystery team for Payton. Well, we all believe that would be the Cowboys if mm-hmm. they made a move, mm-hmm. but that's the Scott Boris tactic. When I covered baseball, he always had a mystery team for one of his free agents, and no one's done a better job of creating interest around himself than Sean Payton, but it's like he's almost overplaying his hand, it feels like, a little bit. It's like, one day on Colin Coward, it's so obvious he's coming here. And now today, he's not coming here. And there's so many reasons why he wouldn't come here. It's like, is he trying to do this through the media? And is that off-putting to the pinners right. based on the way they're conducting this process? Which I do think that is something to be wary of and be mindful of. Uh, he's clearly the best candidate by resume. There's no one even close. But if they wanted him, why isn't he here? Why isn't he interviewing? And it tells me that maybe there's a bit of a standoff that he's tried to create the market, to create the offer, to make this happen. And they're like, yeah, we like you, but we want to go through our process. All right, Troy. um, Is there a possibility there could be a candidate whose name we have not even mentioned? I I don't think so. Anything's possible in these coaching searches. And if somebody doesn't go somewhere else or they hear of an interview, someone did like that happens. Uh, it would surprise me after eight interviews if we saw, you know, the, listen, the best one would be if Harbaugh came back into the picture. Yeah. I think if he had stayed in the picture that he would have been the guy. That's what I felt in the beginning because of the relationship the Penners had with him. Mm-hmm. And he checked every box that Greg Penner mentioned on the day after he fired Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. But the reality is he's not. He said he's going back to Michigan. But this thing with Michigan's gotten weirder by the day. They're firing an offensive coordinator. They could go on probation. And uh, Harbaugh's right in the middle of it because he mm. won't acknowledge that he may or may not have lied to the NCAA investigators. Whatever. But you ask, I don't think so, DMAC. They've interviewed eight guys. There's plenty of candidates. But it's just weird how methodical they've been about who they bring in next. I would expect that would be Dan Quinn and then at some point Peyton. But I don't know. I mean, it's just it's secretive enough that it's hard to predict. All right. Good stuff. Todd Helton will find out in a little over an hour if he makes the Hall of Fame, I think, right? That's the deadline? Yeah, 4 o'clock tonight. I'm anchoring tonight on Denver 7, so I'm hoping to have that 
as my lead at five, six, and ten. It would be fantastic. What do you I think? was texting with Todd you, yesterday. Oh, he's nervous because yeah. he's got a real chance, DMAC. But oh. if he doesn't get in, I would caution people. Let's say he gets seventy one percent, he needs seventy five. He's it's only his fifth year on the ballot. You have ten years. Yeah. Walker got in on his tenth year. If he gets to seventy, it would suggest that next year he'd get in, but I'm hoping it happens this year. Oh my gosh. Well, fingers crossed for Todd. And he's nervous about it. That's interesting. So Okay, good stuff, good stuff. Um we'll we'll definitely be paying attention in an hour if Todd Helton gets in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Thank you, Troy. We'll talk to you later. Yep. All right. Uh Troy Rank. Denver 7, presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air.